Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Thanks for taking this opportunity to jump in with us and uh, just be part of this ministry, this community. We hope it's a blessing to you. We hope that uh, this, this, you know, transmission finds you well. Uh, serving God and uh, that your health is well and certainly know that we're praying with you. With me as always is my friend, my co-worker, my podcast co-host, Stephanie Wesco. Uh, hello to you, Stephanie. Good morning, Doug. It's good to be with you again this morning. You know, I I like podcast mornings. It's always hard to fit this stuff in and it's always difficult to work around our schedules and we're trying to do a million things and you know, in 1000 slots. But uh, one of the things I always enjoy doing is the podcast, just knowing that you folks are out there listening to us, you're taking the time to listen to us and know that you're prayed over. Uh, before we even start a prod- podcast, we're praying for you that God would do a work in your hearts and your mind and those types of things. So if you've been listening through the last couple of weeks, you've realized that we've transitioned to doing a characteristic about PTSD before we start every podcast. We want to talk about something folks go through and in the junk of this world and, and things that people are going through, Stephanie. And one of them that comes to my mind is being hopeless or having hopelessness. And boy, that's a big thing with people with PTSD. You know, I, I saw sure. somebody, you know, I guess three or four weeks ago and he told me, you know, I've lost my job. I've, uh, I've lost my truck. He was a truck driver. I've lost this. You know, I have no hope. And uh, that can't be farther than the truth. With, with God, there's always hope. There's always hope. You know, the Bible teaches again in Psalm 34, where we were yesterday morning, the righteous cry and the Lord heareth and deliver them out of their troubles. The Lord is nigh right next to them with a broken heart and save such of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivered him out of them all. He mm. keepeth all his bones, not one has been broken. There's hope with that God. There's hope in knowing that mm-hmm. that, that God, not one of his, his promises have been met. And he reminds us, you know, when we get hopeless, uh, you know, Stephanie, that's where we think of things of suicide and hurting ourselves. Yeah. And, and then God yeah. reminds us, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Uh, to give you an expected end, and, and God, God wants to give us the expected end, not us. And so we need to remember that. So when we think of feeling hopeless, and uh, certainly, Stephanie, that's one of those things we've met so many who feel that way. Have you uh, been up against that characteristic? Yeah, definitely. I remember massively struggling um, prior to doing any kind of, obviously, it changed a lot after I started getting help. Um, we started talking and all of that, but that was a massive thing I struggled with. Yeah. And so it's something that we all go through. Yeah. Yeah. You know, real quickly, I think that in in no time at all, we can go from being happy. I mean, look at Elijah. You can go from that great victory up there at Mount Carmel. You can, you know, all those different things you can go through and, and you've seen God come down, fire drop down from heaven. You saw the prophets of Baal, they, they, 
you know, killed. They were slew, the Bible says, mm-hmm. and and probably the greatest victories for God of all their lives. And you can go right into depression that we talked about yesterday or hopelessness that we're talking about now. You can get to that place to say, hey, I'm no better than my fathers. I'm no better than any of this. I mean, how many times have we said stuff like that? And just reality, maybe mm-hmm. uh, weekly or monthly, we've been there. And uh, yeah. so, so the things I would tell you, dear friends, is just know that God has an expected end for you, that God uh, tells you to come on to him that are heavy laden, that are going through that depression, that helplessness. They, and, and he will give us rest, uh, uh, you know, to take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. And boy, we need rest unto our souls. For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So we can be hopeless. We can carry those burdens by ourselves, dear friends, or we can give them to God. And uh, mm-hmm. I think the answer is pretty clear for us today, to give them to God and uh, to yoke up yeah. with him. And we know that yoke makes life so much lighter. It makes it easy. It helps us get through. So we find ourselves, Stephanie, over here in the book of Proverbs, and we're in chapter 16, starting in verse number six today. And it says, by mercy and truth, inequity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. So right away, it's talking about this idea that mercy and truth and equity is purged. So, you know, where do you go to have your mercy uh, or your uh, inequity purged? Where do you go with your sins? What do you, what do you do? I, I believe that's what it's talking to us there. And uh, there's a great principle that in, in the end of this, talking about the fear of God that we've talked about again, knowing that he alone uh, controls us, that he can start our breathing, stop our breathing. But on the other side of that is the great news that he can purge us from our inequities, Stephanie. I mean, what are you seeing mm. here? Yeah, well, the beauty of this verse, those first three words, the first four words, by mercy and truth. And what I see here is this beautiful combination of of God's God's holy. He's true. He cannot lie, but he's merciful. And yes. if we had one without the other, it would be, uh, it would be, the scale would be tipped, you know, it would be messed up, but it's like mercy and truth are, are on this level scale in this verse. And it takes both of them. If it, if it was all God's truth, we would all have been blown up the second, you know, the second day after we were born. You know what I'm saying? There's this idea where maybe we wouldn't have even gotten to being born um, because our parents would have done something that God would have obliterated them. And so we have this idea that God's mercies are greater than anything we can comprehend. Right. And, and, and his truth is, is obviously unchanging. And as you read his words, you see what's an abomination and you see all these foundational things that he just lays out very plain and simple. And it's this combination that should lead us, you know, we're, we're recording this, um, these podcasts right before Easter Sunday. And so I've been thinking so much recently this week, um, about the power of the cross, the power of what my savior did for me and how it changes my life every single day. It's not, it didn't just change my life at salvation. It did because that was when my iniquity was forgiven. That's when Jesus Christ, when I accepted his gift of salvation, I, I was freed from, from the guilt, from the slavery, from the condemnation of God because of what Jesus Christ did in dying on the cross, taking my sin and then rising from the dead and conquering death and the grave. 
Yeah. But even as a child of God, we need God's mercy and his truth because iniquity is something that apart from God's grace and his enablement, we are sinners. But because of Jesus Christ, I, I was just thinking this morning about Galatians, um, is it 2.20? I am crucified with Christ. Mm. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And that, in a New Testament way, is what mercy and truth do. It, we are crucified with Christ, but because of his mercy, we live. And so Christ can live through us and that iniquity can be purged. This is something that is possible because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. And and boy, when when we look at Christ, both mercy and truth came onto the scene at the same time and is available mm-hmm. to any of us right now. That's really good. I like that. And then in verse 7, it says, When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even the enemies to be at peace with them. And, you know, I'm always asked this question, and I know you've been asked this question, especially teaching your class on Wednesday nights there at church, your children. What an awesome mm-hmm. thing that is you get to do. And But, you know, you always ask the question, is it possible? You know, is it really possible uh, for a man or a lady, a gentleman or a lady, to live a life that pleases God? And uh, I think if we look at this verse, it is. I think there's, you know, if you're all in for God, uh, I think it is. I think there's a way you can yeah. live that life, and uh, and 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 then it makes even your enemies, you know, in a way they just want to leave you alone. They can see you're living for God. You're making a difference, and I think that's what we see here—a lifestyle uh, that's pleasing to God. You know, it, it really it disarms this hostility we see in society today. It mm-hmm. disarms this anger, and there, you know, somewhere along the way, Stephanie, things have got lost. We have these churches out there fighting with people in communities and all these things, and and God's word saying that's not what I'm about. You know, don't get yeah. rolled over, but we don't fight. We we show them what the reality of God is through our yeah. actions, through the way we deal with things. Yeah. Well, I, I just, yeah, the idea, um, there was an idea, I think, in Christian Christian circles, um, and not all of them, and, and I'm not saying there wasn't good people, I don't want to stereotype, but where, where there was this love for fighting, this love for, if I'm in a fight with someone, that means I'm spiritual. Yeah. And, and we have to speak up. We have to stand for the truth. Okay. So I am not an advocate at all. I'm not saying we compromise. I'm not saying that at all. But when I read this verse, um, I, I think of my dad, quite honestly. Um, does everybody like my dad? No. Okay. Um, there are people that, that despise my dad, but at the same time, they're at peace with him. There's, there's this idea, I think, when we please God, when we respect and fear the Lord and follow his ways, when we are doing what he, the, going about life the way he wants us to go about life, it doesn't mean everybody will like this. It doesn't mean, you notice this verse doesn't say that these people don't stop being your enemies. They're still your enemies, okay? You still have boundary walls up. You still don't let them into your life. They're still your enemy. That's what this verse says. It doesn't say everything's made hunky-dory, but it says you're at peace with them. It makes your enemies even at peace with you 
when your ways please the Lord. And there's this idea, and I, I really believe when I read this, there's a sense in which when your ways please the Lord, God puts this divine hedge of protection around you. And it doesn't mean that you don't have enemies. It doesn't mean there's not people out there that hate your guts, that that hate what you're doing for God, that despise you, that maybe would even like to see you dead. Okay? that that, that None of that has changed. But because you're pleasing the Lord, it's the sense in which I, I think of the story. Was it Elisha who was, you know, that army from Assyria came to destroy him mm. and God blinded them. They couldn't see, they couldn't see him. Okay. And, and God put this supernatural blindness on them. He put this bubble where Elijah goes or Elisha goes out to them. He leads them to the capital city of Israel. This, that, that story's incredible. Mm. But in that story, I see this verse fulfilled. There was a sense in which God brought this peace. They were enemies with each other. But God put the supernatural peace in the situation because Elisha's ways were pleasing the Lord. And this is a fact. This verse is literally stated as a fact that when a man's ways please the Lord, this is what will happen. And so I think there's a sense in which we should come to the Lord with this verse and say, God, this is what your word says. This is what I desire. I'm not, I'm not, I cannot reconcile with my enemies. Okay. You can't always reconcile with your enemies. And I know that's another heresy that's propagated. It's not always possible to reconcile. It's not always possible to be buddies, but God help me to be at peace with my enemies in a sense in which I'm pleasing you. My eyes are on you. I'm laying aside the weights and the sins and you're taking care of this part. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's it folks. That's it in a nutshell. You know, can a man please God or a woman with what she does or he does? Absolutely. And, um, and, and uh, in the lifestyle that's pleasing to God, I'm telling you, it just, it's, it's great in society and we need to be there. And then we go on here and we're on verse number eight of chapter 16. It says better is little with righteousness than great avenues or revenues without right. So it's, it's reminding us that a uh, little is much when God is in it. And, you know, mm. so, uh, you know, that old verse, do not let your good be spoken evil of these people who say, you know, I'm just going to go out and, and earn a million dollars and, and then I'm going to be godly and, and by God, everything's going to be perfect. And, and, uh, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes folks, those of us who try to be righteous, those, those people who are righteous, they may not have great things of this world, but in God's eyes, remember, remember Joseph. Uh, Joseph was a prosperous man. He was a slave. He didn't even own his own body. Uh, so, yeah. you know, better is having a little bit in life, not having those uh, great revenues. Better is having a little bit and being just and, and being right with God. And that's not to say... Mm-hmm. Stephanie, it's not to say that earning a living, it's not to say that being tremendously successful in business is a sin. It's just reminding us in a lot of cases, we may not be rich of the things of this world, but more important than that is of righteousness. I think that's where we're coming from here. It's about being righteous and righteous comes from the blood of Christ and accepting that. Yeah, no, I agree. And it's, we've talked about, um, you know, as the kids get older, you know, sometimes after I, after we've gone and bought shoes or clothes or, you know, we've been out for supper or something and the kids will ask me, how much money did we just spend mom? And, and I'll tell them and they'll kind of give me these big eyes and they're like, whoa. And I'll tell them, but it's worth it. 
I don't, I, I don't want to just have a bank full of money. What's that going to give me? You kids are my treasures. You're the ones that I want to invest in above anyone else in this world because you, you are my treasures of this, you know, they're the greatest gifts God's given me. Um, and so I'd rather have little and have a family that loves the Lord, that loves each other, that's serving God than, than all the money in the bank, because you can be rich, you can have all of the money and have a family that's a disaster or have a life that's just falling apart or in eternity will be absolutely worthless when you stand before God. So it's better to have, this is just, I, the, the practicality of this verse is just, it's so easy to understand. It is. It's better to have little in, in terms of stuff or in terms of money. And I'm not saying we're foolish with our money. I'm not saying any of that. But if we have to have one or the other, pick the right treasures that Always. are going to last That's forever. Right. Always choose righteousness. That's perfect. And then verse number nine, a man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. And, uh, I mean, this is one of those things where, you know, uh, this man's heart, boy, we devise, we plan, we network. There's so many ways you can look at that. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, as long as God's, you know, part of it, whose image is part of it, you know, who's planning the way, uh, but the Lord directs our steps. So we plan, uh, as we can, and we should, we should biblically plan. We should seek God in prayer. We should do all that, but we need to remember that God is in the background directing our steps. We need to have him. We need to pray. People say all the time, you know, brother Doug, how do I know the will of God in my life? Well, you read the Bible. You, when you read in the Bible, God's talking to, to you. And when you're praying, you're talking to God. And, and there's that still small voice, that Holy spirit in our heart that talks to our hearts. And it kind of lets us know what we're doing is right, that we're doing what God mm -hmm. would have us to do. And, and, and so we got to remember that, that God, we got to let him have direct each of our steps. And sometimes it's hard, Stephanie. Sometimes we want to get out. We want to sprint the race. You know, we want to sprint through life. We want to hit every target, but God wants to direct those steps. And sometimes he lets us sprint. Sometimes it's so yeah. fast. We need to hold on. And then other times, yeah. you know, it slows down a little bit, but just to understand the difference, uh, that we need to seek God for those plans we make. We need to, we need to seek God, uh, with all that we do when we devise our way, when we're planning, when we're going through things. And, and then we need to, uh, let the Lord direct our steps. We, we know that the Lord directs our steps and what say you, Stephanie? Yeah, this verse, honestly, you know, after, after my life, feels very close to home. And, you know, we, we make plans for life. Okay. A couple gets married, they make a long-term plan for life. It can be a really good plan. Yeah. Um, you know, I think of Jim and Elizabeth Elliot, they, they made a long plan for life. They had dreams, they had goals and they, they weren't married very long and, and God completely took their life. And, and it, it's incredible to me that what they did as a couple was never lost. Okay. Right. It was built on, but God had to direct individual steps as, as you know, Jim Elliott was martyred. Elizabeth Elliott had to move on with her life. She had to keep letting God direct her steps because the way that they had planned was altered. And, um, you know, God's, God's individual steps for her changed. 
And so the, this idea that we, learning to be flexible, learning to say, not my will, but thine be done, as the twists and turns of life God takes us through, alter maybe the original way that we planned that was maybe a good way. There was nothing wrong about it. It was maybe completely to glorify God and God knows our heart. So he says, let me take your steps and let me use your steps to glorify me because it's with each step I take. I know that he will guide me to higher ground. Yeah. And so that idea that his, his word's just not a, a, a light for our whole path. It's that light for our feet, for each of those steps that we take and learning to trust that and learning to understand that if your basement floods, that's his step for, for you for today. And so to take it and say, okay, God, <laughs> this is where we're going to go. So this verse has become very practical and real in life. It is. It, it, it's real. And, and you know, some, boy, I, I think, I think living life, I think this journey is kind of like a roller coaster at times. And, you know, if you're one of those people who just really got to have everything just straight down the line, perfect, every block checked. I'm telling you, that's not the world you live in. <laughs> and it's definitely not the God you serve. And and sometimes we, we make those plans. They're well laid. We pray about them. We seek God's will. We seek God's voice. And sometimes God changes those things up a little bit. And I can just tell you that in the, in the name of Stephanie Wesco or even in Doug Kierger, not as much as losing a, a spouse or something like that, but God certainly changes things. And here's the great news. He directeth our steps. And don't look at this in a bad way, folks. Look at it in a great way. And know that I am so glad I'm not directing my steps. I probably wouldn't be on a podcast. You know, 30 years ago, I went to this conference where we sat down. There was a guy maybe 20 years ago. I don't know. His name was uh, Robbins. I, I can't remember his first name, but he goes around the country and he gave these different talks and motivational speeches. And the army sent me to one. And uh, I remember I, I went to his particular talk. And and as I was listening to the guy, one of the things he had you do is he had you write down your age and say, okay, what's where, where's your life going to be? when you're 50, where's your life going to be when you're 60? And so you wrote those things down that were your goals, which is exactly what you wanted. You really thought about it. You had a half an hour. You, you talk to the people at the table next to you, you talk to people at your table and man, there's not one thing on that list that came true. There's not one thing that's even close other than I wrote down the word, be the words, be happy and uh, be blessed, but it's completely different. But when we let go of that structure and we let God control the steps, for friends, that's the best place to be. Uh, we started off talking about being hopeless and hopelessness and, and Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Who would have known we ended on this verse and this verse, this idea, he gives us an expected end. Uh, Stephanie probably has quoted this verse a hundred times over the past few hundred podcasts. And I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. And, and, and folks be encouraged today, be encouraged that take heart, know that God's directing your steps. Know that God's in charge. Give it all to him. Don't fight it. It's a great place to be, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. Well, we really do love you folks. Uh, and if you could take a moment and give us a five-star rating on our uh, 
on our podcast on whatever engine you're searching with, Apple, Android, however you pick up this podcast, it'd be a great blessing to us. If you don't like us, go somewhere else and give somebody a bad <laughs> one. Uh, no, but we sure do appreciate you folks. If there's anything we could do for you, make sure you come out and find us on the Facebook page, Helpful Wounded Spirits. Be excited, folks, on May the 29th at 1700 hours Eastern Time, 5 o'clock at Morningside Baptist Church's the world premiere of Helpful Wounded Spirits and that TV show. And make sure if you can be close by to come on down to that or just watch it there on live stream. We sure do pray that you have a great day. Thank you. May God bless you. Listen to everything Eric has to say. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth, and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.